Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Friday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny 78 with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is sunny 71 with a sunny weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it's raining 42 with a rain throughout the weekend and then new york city is mostly sunny 72 with the rain moving in for saturday Oof. well let me tell you something oh it's my. finally feeling like spring around here unless you live in chicago uh yeah yeah i, I mean poor chicago <laughs> it is feeling like spring though you're right the night before recording this you know i laid in bed for hours because of the warmth and honestly it was one of those nights chris i don't know if you've ever had this but it was one of those nights where it actually caused your phone to heat up and i don't know if you've ever tried to charge your phone when it's hot as hell but it doesn't work it just Mm -hmm. doesn't so i had to put that in front of the fan i had to put myself in front of the fan welcome spring well I haven't had that issue at night because, you know, I I live in luxury over here. But out by the pool, I've left my phone out and it's gotten too hot. And we've talked about this before, but don't take your phone after it's been, you know, overheated warning that you get on the phone. (laughs) Don't just throw it in the freezer. No, bad idea. Because there's actually a warning for too cold. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you'll send it from one end of the spectrum to the other. But that being said... That's what I did. I was very proud of myself. Um, But yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, so did you wear your green? Um, No. No, I did not. I'm not... Disappointing. Yeah, I don't really celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I know it's there, and, you know, I'll say it, but that's about as far as I'll go. Wow. Yeah, I know. Disappointing. Disappointing, I know. So sorry. Yeah, it's extremely disappointing. Uh, I'm so sorry I wore my sorry green yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the gold at the end of the rainbow. You find those chocolate coins that they used to put out back in, uh, you know, our early school days, kindergarten. No, actually, I'm buying those today. Ah, okay. 50% off. You know, that's the smart way of doing it. That's how you do it with every holiday. Just buy the candy and everything a day after. Exactly. Because we all know I'm very holly jolly around here, so I don't care <laughs> if I celebrate the day after. Uh-huh. Um, but I wore my green because it was if you wore green at work, it was casual day. So ah, okay. Any okay. any chance to wear casual is a lucky day in my book. I you know, I I firmly agree with that statement. But we got some news to get into, starting off with the Fed chair, your interest rates for credit cards, new cars, and private student loans, and even some mortgages are likely going to start going up today. The Fed Reserve met on Wednesday and Thursday of this week, and in the meeting, they raised interest rate for the first time since 2018. Since the start of the pandemic, you know rates have been at near zero, but the Fed is raising it a quarter of a percent. The Fed has hinted at the possibility of more tiny interest rates increased throughout the year and generally the fed wants to keep inflation hovering about two percent but you know inflation is at a 40-year high with the current 
inflation rate at 7.9%. The Fed has one huge tool to regulate the economy, and that tool is interest rates. When the economy is sluggish, they lower it like they did during the pandemic. And when the economy is hot, they raise it. When raising it, the Fed makes borrowing money more expensive for consumers and businesses, so they hold off on making investments, which in turn cools off demand and holds down prices. The secondary effect it can also have is if prices go down, it elevates the strain on the supply chain. There is a lag time between the interest rate hikes and your loan, and for a time, we may unfortunately see high prices, high interest, and high inflation. The vote on raising interest rates was 8 to 1. The one person that voted in opposition wanted to raise it more. The Fed chair agreed to raise interest rates 6 more times this year and 4 more times next year. But eventually the inflation and the prices will start to come down. There is one positive in this. If you have a savings account, this rate hike might be helpful to all that money in the savings account. This week, the Senate passed the Sunshine Protection Act unanimously. This bill permanently extends daylight savings time from eight months a year to year-round starting in November 2023. The House must also pass this bill where it has huge bipartisan support. The bill was proposed by Senator Marco Rubio, and the bill is one page with a few paragraphs. You can read it for yourself. The link is in the show notes. Getting into a Russia and Ukraine update, Russia's attack in Ukraine continued with missiles not just hitting in Kiev, but also a few miles away from NATO territory in Poland on Monday. The U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met for seven hours in Rome with one of China's highest level diplomats. U.S. intelligence agencies say Putin may be having trouble fighting this war and turning to China for both financial and military help. Russia has Denied all of this, but in Monday's meeting with U.S. warned China if they helped Russia of the negative implications like trade and economic consequences. The State Department has not commented on whether or not China has agreed to provide or already has provided assistance to Russia. The Ukrainian president addressed the U.S. Congress virtually at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. And an employee for Russia's largest state-run broadcast protested on air and said, No war. Do not believe the propaganda they tell you. That is illegal in Russia. She was arrested and charged. And finally, the price of crude oil fell from its high of $110 last week to starting Monday below $100. On Tuesday, missiles attacks have finally come to Kiev's doorstep. Negotiators between Russia and Ukraine continued on Tuesday, but the Kremlin said a breakthrough is far off. As the fighting ratchets up, President Biden announced he will be traveling to Brussels next Thursday for a joint meeting with our NATO allies to discuss how NATO can further support Ukraine. Ukrainian president appeared via live video conference before a session of Canada's parliament and received a two-minute standing ovation. On Wednesday, President Zelensky will take his address to the U.S. Congress, where he addressed our country's Democrats and Republicans. This address took place at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. More on that in a minute. But 
After that, President Biden addressed our country in an update on what is going on. And there will be more on that also in a minute. Also on Tuesday, the Russian government sanctioned members from the U.S. Here's who has been sanctioned. President Biden, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, Director of Central Intelligence Agency William Burns, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, Deputy National Security Advisor Dalip Singh, Administrator of the United States Agency for International Development, Samantha Powers, Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, and President of the Export-Import Bank of the United States, Rita Lewis. This is what White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki had to say in the briefing room on Tuesday. First note that President Biden is a junior. So uh, they may may have sanctioned his dad. May he rest in peace. Um, The second piece I would say is that won't surprise any of you uh, that none of us are planning uh, tourist trips to Russia. None of us have bank accounts that we won't be able to access. So we will forge ahead. And finally, a cameraman working for Fox News was killed in Ukraine. He worked for Fox for many years. I also just wanted to note uh, uh, the, the uh, news that we heard from the CEO of Fox this morning that uh, cameraman Pierre Zagruski, I just want to pronounce his name the right way. Did I pronounce it the right way? Okay. Um, lost his life. Um, he is someone who um, has served in many war zones um, over the course of time. He was a war zone photographer who covered nearly every international story for Fox News from Iraq to Afghanistan to Syria during uh, his long tenure working there. So we just, our thoughts, our prayers are with his family, with the entire community uh, as well. Um, Wednesday, President Biden called Vladimir Putin a war criminal, but the White House is saying he was, quote, speaking from the heart, and quote, when he made the declaration against Vladimir Putin. This came after a time where, for weeks, the White House was carefully choosing its words. Putin's spokesperson called them, quote, unacceptable and unforgettable, end quote. Earlier in the day, President Biden announced an additional $800 million dollars worth of military aid going straight from the United States to Ukraine. It includes 9,000 shoulder-mounted Javelin missiles, 800 Stinger anti-aircraft system, 20 million rounds of ammunition, 7,000 grenade launchers, more guns, and special anti-tank drones known as switchblades. After the announcement from President Biden, Senator Lindsey Graham had this to say. I don't know where the switchblade drone is, but it sounds like it should be going to the Ukraine. <laughs> In the same press conference, he was asked if he still stands by his comments on assassinating Vladimir Putin. Here is what he had to say. Do you still stand by your call to have Putin be assassinated? Yeah, I hope he'll be taken out one way or the other. I don't care how they take him out. I don't care if we send him to The Hague and uh, try him. I just want him to go. Yes, I'm on record. Please understand, Senator Lindsey Graham, if John McCain were here, <clears throat> he'd be saying the same thing, I think. It's time for him to go. He's a war criminal. I wish somebody had taken Hitler out in the 30s. So, yes, that Vladimir Putin is not a legitimate leader. He is a war criminal. He needs to, needs to be dealt with by the Russian people. I'm not asking to invade Russia to take him out. 
I'm not asking to send American ground forces in Ukraine to fight the Russian army. I am asking the Russian people to rise up and end this reign of terror for you and the world at large. That if you follow Putin, uh, you're going to have zero future. I encourage what Zelensky said, that every American company leave Russia right now. Leave today. I think if we stick with it, that if we help the Ukrainians fight for their own freedom, provide them reasonable assistance on the military front to regain control of their skies, help them with food and clothing and economic assistance, and strangle the Russian economy, that there will be forces emerge inside of Russia to end this. So I think the world is better off without Putin. The sooner the better, and I don't care how we do But all of that still does not fulfill the top request from Ukrainian President Zelensky. In an emotional appeal to Congress, Zelensky begged the U.S. to help him invoke a no-fly zone. But a no-fly zone is something the White House and most of Congress does not support in fear that it would draw U.S. and NATO pilots into the conflict. Zelensky also begged the U.S. to help secure more MiG-29 fighter jets. President Biden should allow those MiGs to go to Ukraine today. Behind the scenes, President Biden is working to get him S-300 Russian-made long-range severance missiles. The U.S. does not have them, but some Eastern European countries do. Getting into rapid news, Disney employees and a former judge among 108 arrested in a human trafficking case in Florida, according to police. Former President Barack Obama tested positive for COVID-19. A powerful 7.3 magnitude earthquake struck down off the coast of Japan on Wednesday evening, killing at least one person. Nick, what do you have for this Friday morning good news? For my story this morning, we're turning to an NBA player who is doing everything he can to help improve the lives of the people in his home country. Bismack Biombo is giving his entire $1.3 million salary for the contract that he just signed with the Phoenix Suns a couple months ago to help build a hospital in his home country of the Congo. This comes after his father passed away this past year, and he found himself very lucky to be to be able to even get his father to the hospital. Um, he realized how difficult it can be in the Congo to get that kind of medical attention and to get that kind of medical help for the everyday citizen of the country. So he's he wants to build a new hospital to try and increase the likelihood that these people will be able to seek high quality medical attention and be able to save more lives and get more help throughout the country. His foundation also works to spread medical supplies across uh, different sectors of Africa and throughout the con you know, his home country of the Congo, as well as to help the lives of children through education, athletics, and health overall. So he's doing all this using his salary and all the other money he makes uh, during this NBA season and during the duration of his contract. This is a really interesting good news story, and it, it is quite amazing. And I mean, that's a big commitment to give away your entire $1.3 million salary. It but honestly is, yeah. 
It's it's a all around a good news story, and I hope it's one of those ones that we're able to keep following to see the progress of it and all that. It's definitely one I'm going to continue looking, you know, looking at as details uh, come out. I truly hope for the best when it comes to this. I hope that they're able to get this hospital constructed and able to get it up and running. Um, because what an accomplishment that would be, especially in an area like that. Yeah. Let alone, you know, it's a huge accomplishment, but let alone the area that it's in. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, that's even better, better good news accomplishments right there. But that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. We will be back here Sunday morning for a what to expect this week. And then back Monday morning, of course, for the news episode. But until then, follow us on BBP News for the latest 24-hour breaking news. So you are always in the now. But until Sunday morning, have a great start to your weekend, everybody. Bye, guys.